Welcome to From Fear to Fire, Secrets to Overcome Fear, Embrace Your Gifts, and Achieve Success. This is the place where real people share real challenges and where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am Heather Hansen O'Neill. I am your host, and I am thrilled to be with you today. Our quote today is about not letting numbers hold you back in either direction. It's anonymous and it's simply live your life and forget your age. I have a hugely dynamic, amazing, smart guest that you are going to love. Her name is Katie Borer and she is a dynamic hospitality enthusiast and has taken a 360 degree tour of the industry throughout her career. She has truly seen all sides of the industry. Originally from Texas, she was thrilled to move back home in 2019 for her new role at Associated Luxury Hotels International, also known as Alhai. In her role, she oversees the Alhai internal events and works closely with their prestigious collection of over 250 hotels, cruise lines, airlines, and DMCs to host incredible experiences. She is a certified meeting professional, CMP, and has spent time on the board of both the MPI DFW and MPI Tennessee chapters, and is a member of Site Texas chapter. We're going to ask her all kinds of questions. I feel like we're going to be all over the board. So let's bring her on now. Welcome, Katie. How are you today? Hi, good morning. I'm awesome, Heather. How are you? Oh, I'm real fired up to be here. All right. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had half a Starbucks coffee, so I'm ready to go. Okay, we'll take another we quick sip because I'm <laughs> diving in. <laughs> all right, let's do it. Okay. So now I know that you actually had a bit of a, a career change really early on. And, and, you know, with everybody going through change right now, I'd love to start with that. So I think you were yeah. headed down one path and changed. So can you share that? Yeah, I, I love talking about that part of my story because, you know, I'm in the hospitality industry, which is an industry I feel like was made for me. But when I was going to college and looking for what I was going to do, I didn't even know that this, this industry really existed. I went to a college that didn't have a major in this. I started down a path of nonprofit. I, I thought I was going to be a teacher. And then I was, I just couldn't find really my spot in a college major. And I always think that's funny when you talk to young people who are in college, who are so concerned about what their major is, because we feel like you have to know that major to then connect to what your career is. And in my experience, you know, I graduated college. I really felt lost. I wasn't sure what I was meant to be doing. And I had always loved staying in hotels. I, I had always had this connection to that experience. And I don't know why I think about it now, why I never thought of that as a career path, but um, I found myself very unsure of where to go. I graduated with a communications degree, but just wasn't clear. And I had, um, I had this experience where I went to the Gaylord Texan at Christmas time and they deck it out. It's like gorgeous. It's beautiful. They, they kind of decorate, go full tilt. They do a huge experience called ice. And I was like, I'm going to figure out how to work here. I'm going to figure this out. And so I found my mom had an employee whose daughter worked at the Gaylord. And I was like, mom, can you like figure out how to connect me? And reached out on a whim to, her name was Heather. She's incredible. I reached out to her and I said, hey, I just want to learn about the industry. Would you be up for having coffee? 
And I'm, you know, I'm 21 years old. I just graduated and I'm like trying to figure out how to get into this industry. And we, she said yes, which it's still to this day. I mean, one of the like pivotal moments in my life that she said, yes, we end up having coffee and I'm just asking her all these questions about how you get into this business. We'll come to find out. And I didn't really know this, but she was director of convention services at the time. And by the end of our coffee, she had given me, you know, Hey, we have an open position. Can I have your resume? And I mean, long story short, that was my first entry-level career in hotels. And I think about that call to her so much because I had no idea how to get into the industry. I was asking her, do I have to go back to college? How do I work there? What do I do? And just through that connection and time with her, like that set the path for me to find this industry, to fall in love with it and really to be where I am today. Just such a cool thing to think about. Katie, you know, I literally could stop the show right now because you <laughs> have started out with a couple of points that are so important for people at this moment in time. The first one being that it's okay not to know. I run mm -hmm. into a lot of people who really just don't know what they're supposed to be doing right now. And so that's the first part that that's okay. And that you can seek it out and when yeah. you find the thing that excites you to do the next thing that you did, which is to be proactive, mm -hmm. to take that step. And one of the best things that you can do is to look at, all right, this is this really cool thing. I just need information about it. And to reach out to somebody who's doing that thing is yeah. so smart. So we're not going to stop right now. But no. I <laughs> no, I love that. And, you know, I think about a lot of us are going in this, especially in this time, I think a lot of us have kind of reset or reflected on our current path, whether that's your career or maybe where we spend our time. I mean, going through what we have the last year, I think has put a lot of us back into that little mindset of like, is this really what I want to be doing? Is this what I'm supposed to you know, be putting out into the world. And I think about like following your curiosities. And for me, like hotels had always fascinated me. And when I say, I find it funny, I never thought about it. It's because it, it fell outside of like the realm of possibility to me, you know, but when you have that little twinge or that feeling of, I'm really interested in this, or I just love this experience. Like how do you kind of double down and like explore more in that space? Because for me, that's really what led to me, you know, in this industry. And so I'm so thankful I listened to that and paid attention. And, and it's great that you recognize that it was a pivotal moment, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, say thank you for it. Because so yeah. often we just go through our lives, not even recognizing that something has absolutely transformed our life. And, yes. and you have been on a fast track. Now, I, I said the quote in the beginning about age in only, and we don't have to bring up what your age is, but I will <laughs> tell you listeners that Katie is a fireball and she has accomplished a tremendous amount in a fairly short period of time. And I, it's just really impressive. Now you have a lot of energy and you're super smart and you don't, you're not afraid to take actions like what you did. Yeah. So I'm a very energetic person too. So I'm always interested as to where people get their energy from. Like, is this just intrinsic or is there something that you do to stay energized? Yeah. I mean, I, I love that question. I think it's evolved, you know, as I've, as I've grown older and realized maybe what was necessary to maintain this level. I mean, maybe when I was 21, it was just like, you have such this hunger and excitement. I was getting into a new industry. And so I really like went full force into the industry and like learned everything I could about every facet of it. And I knew I wanted to stay here and like be in this space. 
Um, you know, I am a big habits person and Mm. I, I mean, I feel like this is something I hear consistently right now, but I practice gratitude every day. I had a mentor that gave me, I use the five minute journal. It's a gratitude journal. And you basically start your day with about five minutes of just reflection. You set your mantras, you know, for the day, you kind of pay attention to what would make the day feel successful. And so starting and ending your day in gratitude for me is a game changer because I think it, it puts you in the right mindset to handle anything that comes your way, you know, cause you've already spent time saying, oh my gosh, I'm on this earth with breath in my lungs. I have people, I have a job or I have whatever that thing is that you're trying to really focus on for, you know, have gratefulness around. Um, awesome. and I think the other thing, gosh, Heather, I think the huge thing is surrounding yourself with the right people. I mean, mm-hmm. um, we quickly can get the energy taken from us by surrounding ourselves with the wrong people, by giving people that are energy suckers too much time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have an incredible community and family, um, that I have to lean on when I don't feel fully energetic, you know, to call and say like, Hey, I need. I actually call it being a joy fairy for each other. Oh <laughs> so my gosh. I love that. I have a friend where I'm like, Hey, good morning. It's your joy fairy. Like, how do we, <laughs> like, just to say, like, sometimes you just need to have like silly things that bring you like up, especially, yes. oh my gosh. in today's day and age, cause I know people are going through such hard things. We all are in our own way and we have to find ways to, to pull ourselves up, you know? Mm, I love that. Such great insight. Now, speaking of pulling ourselves up, do you mind if I get a little bit personal? Yeah. Yeah. No, let's, let's do it. Let's dive in. (laughs) Okay. Good, good, good. So you went through a divorce and it was kind of dramatic when you moved, wasn't it? Could you tell us about that time? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I feel like I've had a lot of life experiences crammed into a small amount of time. I know we talked about, you know, I'm, I am young in the industry and, um, you know, that's not, I think age is just a number and I love that quote, but I also think, you know, I've had a compressed life experience and I feel like in some ways I was sent on the fast track of like going through some of the hard things that other people have shared experience in. Um, so I got married young, um, and then we got divorced young and I was, I found myself, I was in Dallas at the time. I had just taken a leap to work with a startup and had felt like that was the right decision. And it turned out to be in my career, the right decision, but, um, my marriage had fallen apart and, and that was for, you know, he, that was for good reasons for both of us. And I think, you know, I can reflect now and say we're both happier, but in that moment, I look back on it and I see this young person, I had put so much into all of my circumstances being correct for me to be happy and joyful. And now it's like, I've changed jobs. I'm, I'm I'm in Dallas. I'm living with my mother. I don't have this relationship anymore like, what is the future going to hold? And when you're young and you start to go through those things, you, you don't have the life experience to know you're going to come through it. Like mm-hmm. I'm being tested now at this point to know, like, I don't, I don't know what's on the other side of this. I haven't gone through enough to feel like I can do this, but, um, I had this and, and I, I meditate as well. And I spend a lot of time in quiet and I learned that a lot of times I know inside on some deeper level, whatever you want to call that 
the right thing to do. And I had always had this like feeling that I was meant to go to Nashville. Like I, I just had Nashville in my heart, in my soul, whatever you want to say. And there was no particular reason why, mm-hmm. um, but I knew I needed a fresh start. And so I like to joke that I, I packed my, I had a little Hyundai Tucson. It was my first car purchase in college. And I packed it up with my clothes and I kept my clothes, my crock pot and my KitchenAid mixer. And that is <laughs> everything I loaded in the car. And I drove to Nashville um, and just, and completely changed my life. I needed a new start. And so I went to a new place. I knew two people, um, you know, I had a couple professional colleagues there, but I just, I knew I was supposed to go. And so I remember that drive, it was 10 hours. I left at 6 a.m. I left my mom's house and driving. Um, and actually I just had this memory. My brother had actually put together a playlist for me. And what he had done is he had asked all of my family to contribute songs. And so the playlist was like my family and music to support me in this drive. Gosh, like, I love that memory, but I felt every step I got closer to Nashville, I felt stronger because I think when you act on what, you know, deep down, like that knowing you, it's like building a muscle. It's like, I felt myself getting stronger in courage, you know, the closer I got to making that change. Mm -hmm. And I look back now and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I can't imagine had I not done that. Um, but it takes a lot to, to start over. And that first year living in Nashville, I mean, it was not all, you know, rainbows and sunshine. (laughs) There were really challenging moments. And, and I have very visceral memories of like the experience of feeling alone and moving into a new place and sleeping on an air mattress and then like redecorating and starting to like build what my life looks like. But, um, but that just like act of going and doing like, that's the muscle, right. To just take the leap. And so I've seen that muscle continue to get worked in my life. And, and I always try to remember those different moments. Like, okay, that was, you did it. Like you acted, you moved you got in the car, you you put your foot on the gas and you, and you traveled towards it, you know? Oh my Um, gosh. I love this Katie. And you know, I think that so often, um, I've had those little voices. I know other people have had those other, the the little voice inside of mm -hmm. us that really has no rational explanation. And too often some human in their world with the best of intentions says, well, that doesn't really make sense. And then they quiet the voice and I think you taking action on the voice is life-changing and it like you said such a great story about how it just strengthens you when you yeah. have that and that conviction love that story yeah and I think there's like it's funny I was like I think there's something in us that like believes other people know better yeah. than us all the time mm-hmm. I don't know if that's you know just from being a child and you trust your parents and and I think there's I mean I'm all for having voices of wisdom in your life but I love this concept that like, you're the only one that knows what it feels like to be in your body, to be in your life, to be in whatever relationship you are, to be in your job. And you're the only one knows that knows what that experience is. I mean, somebody can look at it and make judgments, but like you feel it every day. So when you get those inklings, that, that little knowing of like, oh, something needs to change here, or maybe this relationship isn't the thing that's supposed to be in my life, or maybe I'm supposed to change, you know, industries, whatever it is, like, you have to believe that you know best for your life, you know, as you navigate that. So. Oh my gosh. I love that. You have to believe that you know best for your life. 
Yeah. Fantastic. I'm sorry. That's going on our little quote sheet here. Okay. Put it on there. Knit it, as my grandmother would say, let's knit that on a pillow, that's, right? That. <laughs> that's wonderful. Now I would like to, you've had some really interesting experiences that were challenging as it relates to our industry and this year mm, and everything yeah. going on and still having to lead a team to produce events. So let's go there for a moment. Tell okay. me what that was like and what you did to make sure that it was successful. Yeah. Well, I'll provide a little context. You know, our, my team, I have, um, I have four team members and in a normal year, we produce 40 ish face-to-face events. Mm -hmm. And so obviously when COVID and quarantine all started to impact us, we went into lockdown. I mean, the first thing that you're looking at is uh, how, I mean, obviously events are not going to be a reality. So what, what do we do here? And so you first had, I mean, my team had six weeks of, you know, just basically spending time canceling everything, which is such a hard thing to go through. And I know a lot of hospitality professionals relate to this. It's like our whole world just became canceling, throwing out work we had done, like the feeling of creatively trying to put an event into the world. And then now it's like, it's gone is such a hard thing to go through. So that was like the first six weeks. And then my CEO, um, Mike, who's such a, he's such a positive optimist, but also he's got a great ability to see what the important things are that's coming. Mm -hmm. He and I have a conversation around May of last year and basically we decide, okay, well, somebody's going to have to go first here. Like we're going to figure out how to do events in this space with safe protocols, with new, you know, rules around numbers and small events, like why not us? Right. And so Mike and I have this conversation because basically it's like, if we do this, like you've got to, we've got to figure all this out. You've got to figure out how to do an event that keeps our attendees safe. That happens in partnership with our hotels. Like, how do you do this? Like, are we willing to do it? And, and we both said yes. And my team said yes. And so we started planning our first event, which was executive women in leadership. It's one of our multi-day kind of leadership programs for director level and above. And we start working with um, the Naples Grand Beach Resort. And the event is supposed to happen at the end of July, but we have to start planning it in like April, which if we can put ourselves back in April, it's like at that time in April, it was hard to see anything beyond, Mm -hmm. you know, what we were going through. And so I had this incredible team. They happen to be all women. We get together and we're like, okay, we're going to do this. And so the first thing we started doing was it was a legacy event. And we were like taking the event that we had done the year before, and we were just trying to shove it into all these protocols. And we were having a terrible time. Like, honestly, we were stressed. We were so sad about what we couldn't do. Like, you know, this was a group of women and they were all going to come together. They like to sit on each other's laps and tell stories. And, you know, we're just all this like cozy environment of closeness. And now we're talking about, we have to be six feet apart. We have to, you know, determine how they, how they interact with each other. And so I woke up and I think it was, um, it was right at the end of June we had just done a site visit and, and I just was like, we're not having any joy and fun in doing this. We got to reset. And I remember I sent an email to my team and I said, all right, let's just throw it out. Let's start over. Like, what if, wow. um, we built this from the ground up and instead of thinking about everything we've done previously, what if we know the rules we have to follow and we design something within that? And I actually wrote like a set of mantras for us for how we were going to plan this event. And it was all about how we were going to feel. It was like, we were going to be innovative and have joy. We were going to be solutions minded and 
we were not going to reflect on the past. We were going to look at the future. Like it was all these things of like how we were going to move forward. Mm -hmm. And it changed the way the experience was for us to plan this because we were being innovative within this like balance of what we wanted to accomplish with the event. You know, we wanted these women to walk away feeling like they got to connect with one another, feeling like they got the experience of, you know, we had incredible speakers that were there, you know, like you had, like we had great people that were coming in to share information. Like we wanted them to walk away with nuggets that were going to give them hope for the future. And so when we started focusing, I think on how our attendees were going to feel and started having joy through the process, it changed the entire experience for our team. So I reflect on that because, I mean, we ended up doing 10 face-to-face events between the end of July and the end of last year, um, all following protocols, all safely creating environments for people to, you know, be in person with one another, but, but with respect to understanding we were in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so proud of that work, but I, I don't think that we would have made it or done it as successfully without changing the mindset we had in approaching it. That was such a huge shift for our team. So Okay, Katie, I have to say, I am officially grateful that we didn't stop after the first couple nuggets because (laughs) this is huge. I love that shift of, all right, let's just start over because this isn't working. We don't feel good. And that would come across and what I'm sure it would still have been a great event. However, shifting that mindset and and coming from a place of how do we feel about this? How can we actually, I'm sure completely transformed that event and the other nine events that you did last year. Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And and I feel, I feel like it did translate, you know, I think it would have translated if had we not shifted the way we were acting, like it would have felt strained. You would, maybe we would have focused on what wasn't possible instead of focusing on what was. Mm -hmm. And like some of the interesting positives that came out, like one of the things we had to do was go change, you know, you're used to like a round of 10 and now you go down to a round of three. Mm -hmm. And like, we were so worried because you're putting three people at a table. Like, will it be as engaging? Will it be as dynamic? And you know, what we realized is that there were more meaningful conversations with a group of three people because they only had, you know, there was no ability to go off into a little conversation with just two people. Like all three people were fully engaged and they were sharing like deeper, more meaningful connections, which was not anything we could take credit for. Cause we only did it because we were trying to like keep distance, you know, right but now we probably as a company will never go back to full rounds of 10. Now maybe we'll go up to like fives, but like we realized that smaller grouping Mm -hmm. created such more of what we were trying to accomplish because all of our events are about building relationships. And so it actually created more meaningful connections between the participants. And like, I I, I'll never go back to a round of 10. And that's just like a positive, you know, for me. Yeah. Uh, what a great thing, because there are things like that that are happening happening every day. You know, those mm-hmm. positive things that come out of challenge that you would never have expected. And that sounds like one that is really powerful, because I know that when I'm sitting, at, you know, at a table of eight or 10, it's just not the same conversation as it would be with three. You're you're forced (laughs) into like looking each other in the eyes. And then what happens is there's just this openness, you know, suddenly it just breaks open and everybody gets more vulnerable and the conversation Mm -hmm. more interesting. I love that. That's wonderful. Oh my gosh. This time is flying by with you. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I knew this was going to happen. I do have another question that I really want to ask you because I know 
you know, you have some great advice, obviously, just from what we've talked about here. But is there anything that you would want to tell people that are starting out in this industry or any industry right now? Because I think it's really hard for yeah. people that are starting out to, to feel that energy. And so what can you give them? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the reasons mentoring is so important to me is because I've had so many incredible people who have helped me along the way. Mm -hmm. And so I always try to think about that. I mean, I think about Heather, like I, I think about her saying yes to me, changed the course of my life, you know? So anytime there's an opportunity for me to say yes to someone I do. And um, I think, I mean, one of the things that goes back to how I got into this industry is to ask the question, like to reach out to the people that you want to talk to, um, just to find out more about what you're curious about. And so don't be afraid to make that call. And I think that goes for any age, especially as we look at, you know, we have a lot of people in our industry who are having to evolve or change the course of what they expected their career to be right now. And I think we are also open to help one another. So like making that call to say like, Hey, I would like to talk to you about this, or would you be willing to spend 30 minutes with me on the phone, you know, communicating about X, Y, Z. And I, I remember one of my mentors, the best advice about this particular ask, because we, we have a lot of times where somebody will send you an email and say, Hey, Heather, I'd really like to just pick your brain about blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But like to come to the table with really specific things, that was what my mentor said, like never reach out just to like have, like hoping that it'll be the conversation you want. Reach out and say, Hey, Heather, I'm exploring becoming a speaker and hosting my own podcast. I'd love to take you to lunch to talk about how you started, how you came up with your content, like be really mm -hmm. intentional with using that person's time in a way that's beneficial. Cause that's beneficial to both of you, right? Like you don't want to waste your time just you know, flip-flopping around, you really want to accomplish something. So I think reaching out with intentionality, but also not being afraid to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the other thing that's so important is to get really clear about what environment and what's important to you, like that you're looking for. And, and that is a lot of like self-work to say, you know, do you like working with a large team, a small team? Do you prefer to be really creative in your role? Like knowing the things and your strengths. I mean, there's a lot of different tools for that. Um, but to know really what you both are good at, but what brings you life and brings you joy, like that's how you're going to show up best in the roles that you have. And that's something I was very clear on from the day that I graduated college. I had some incredible mentors in college that helped me really hone in on that and refine that. And I still explore that with myself. I'm like, Hey, is this still bringing me joy? Am I still showing up as a fully alive person in this space? Like that for me is huge to know about yourself. And nobody's going to tell you that about yourself. That's your job to come to the table and know what those things are for you. So those are like two of the things I think I talk a lot about as people are trying to figure out, especially young professionals, where to take their career. I love that. You know, Katie, this is super important because um, the specificity in particular in, in what your ask is, not only, like you said, honors both persons, mm -hmm. um, their time frame and all that, but what it does is it automatically opens for the person who is mentoring you, the their mind to how can I serve this person? Okay, it's much easier for if you have a very specific ask for that person to come up with a connection that they need to meet, to make or um, an idea or a resource. But when you're vague, the same thing happens if you're networking with someone and you're telling mm -hmm. them six different things that you think you like to do. And right. <laughs> 
it shuts down the other person from being able to help you. Yeah. Awesome. These are great tips. I also wanted to make sure the listeners knew you mentioned your CEO, Mike Dominguez, Mm -hmm. helping you. And I am a big fan of Mike's and Mike actually did our podcast several months ago. So I'll put a awesome. in your show notes and vice versa. So that would be fun if anybody wants to check out that one as well. So um, I will also put for those of you of you listening who want to connect with Katie, I'll put a link to her LinkedIn profile and maybe her Instagram because I hear that she's got some really <laughs> cute photos of her dog, Charlie and her. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, if you follow me on Instagram, you better like kids and dogs because it's my niece <laughs> and my dog, but no. And I also, I try to share things too, that are meaningful to me. I mean, I I love Instagram as a platform of inspiration too. I think that we've gotten to where it's not just like communicating, Oh, I had this for lunch, which is like the big joke. Right. But it's become, how do I share something that's inspiring me this morning? And I follow so many great people in that way. So yeah, that's kind of my platform of choice of connecting. So yeah. So I will definitely make sure that you, that those links are there. So those of you who are listening, go check that out. And if you love this show, please share it. I love it. So I'm going to share it. Um, But Katie, so we're coming to a close. Do you have any final words of wisdom for us today? You know, well, I think what's funny about Mike, I'll just close with a story since you brought Mike up. You know, this is the second role that I've had with Mike. And a lot of people have asked me like how I ended up working with him. And the greatest thing about this is that Mike and I met at an MPI, which is meeting professionals international event. And we met, we were both in the same event, like suites for this, you know, some reception. And I knew who he was. I'd seen him speak and I just approached him and said hello to him. And we had a conversation and I just, I share that because like I said, he, I worked for him when we were in Las Vegas together. And then I've had the chance to come back and work with him again at Alhi. And I think about that moment. Like there's so many of those pivotal moments when you're like, Oh gosh, I really wish I could go up and say hello to that person. Like go up and say hello to them. Like, like move on the, or even on social media, you're like, I wish I could just send them a message and ask them a question, like do it because you never know like what of those conversations will truly change the course of your life. And I'm so grateful you know, that, that I have so many of those moments and, and, and things and people who have said yes to me, but I think that that's, that's like the big takeaway, even as we have this conversation and I feel re-energized even about that in my own life. It's that if you have this leading or this knowing or this inkling, or even just this desire, like just like follow it and see where it takes you because you never know, you really never know like what that's for in your life. So I love it. Perfect. Thank you so much. Oh, this is fantastic. I have thoroughly enjoyed my time with you, Katie. You're phenomenal. And everyone Thank you, listening, I'm sure you've enjoyed it as well. And I appreciate you. You have a beautiful day. Thank you, Heather. 